What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Week 10 College Football Show on Gridiron Authority Podcasts. My name is Keith Thornton. With me, as always, my co-host, Mike Adams. Mike, what's going on this week? Uh, yeah, we're going to be going over uh, all the big games from Week 9, and we're going to be looking over the big games for Week 10, and uh, we'll be talking about the playoff positioning, who we think is in, who we think is out. Uh, and, yeah, that's what we got. All right, let's do it. Let's dive in. Let's get started with our week nine recap. What do you got? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there were, there were some big games this week and, and kind of starting it off, we're going to look at number 16 SMU, uh, defeats Houston 34, 31. Uh, they continue to stay undefeated a non-power five or a non-power five team, uh, from the American conference. Uh, it's, it's keeping up that scenario with them in Appalachian state. Um, you know, can we get two undefeated non-power five teams? And if so, what's going to happen with that? Uh, it, I think it leaves open that possibility of the playoffs, uh, expanding the playoffs. So I, I love seeing SMU win. I love seeing Appalachian State win. Uh, but then just kind of moving down the line, Alabama, number one, defeats Arkansas 48-7. That wasn't a huge surprise. Uh, the big, I think one of the biggest matchups of the week, uh, number two, LSU against number nine, Auburn. Uh, LSU squeaked out a win, a lot closer game than even I thought it would be. Um, uh, Joe Burrow had not a huge game, but he had an efficient game, threw for 320 yards, one touchdown. Uh, LSU actually, after this week, they leapfrogged Alabama to take over the number one spot uh, in the country. So uh, LSU's looking like serious uh, title contenders at the moment. And then going down, uh, we had number three, Ohio State, taking on number 13, Wisconsin. We, it was my championship pick against your championship pick, Keith. Uh, my championship pick won, and they won big, 38-7. Uh, to seven. Uh, Really just kind of dominated uh, Wisconsin, particularly in the second half. Uh, and then moving on, Clemson dominates Boston College, 59-7. to seven. Again, not a big shock. KU beat Boston College, so they're probably not that great. Uh the big upset of the week, though, you had uh, the four and two Kansas State Wildcats uh, beat number five Oklahoma undefeated, uh, beat them in Manhattan 48 uh, 41. The score looks closer than it really was. Oklahoma made a kind of a rally in the fourth quarter to make it look closer than it was. Uh, but if you watch this game, K State really dominated this game. I mean, they, uh, the, the Oklahoma defense could do nothing. Uh, I mean, K-State dominated both sides of the ball. Uh, they made Jalen Hurts feel uncomfortable. Hurts made some bad throws, had some bad decisions, uh, never really got comfortable uh, in the pocket, uh, and didn't really run the ball all that well either. Um, he did put up some good numbers, but they weren't really efficient numbers. Uh, there were a lot of empty yards, garbage time yards, things like that. So a uh, huge win. Uh, we'll talk about the playoff implications from that here a little bit later. Uh, moving down the list, Penn State, number six, defeats Michigan State 28-7. to Again, the Michigan State defense is great, but the offense is trash. Uh, Michigan, uh, to me, this was the most surprising game of the week, um, even over K-State, Oklahoma, because uh, at least that was a conference game. But you had Michigan, number 19, taking on number eight, Notre Dame. And Michigan not only beat Notre Dame, they dominated Notre Dame as 45-14. to uh, and that's without, you know, Shea Patterson only threw for a hundred yards in the game, but, 
Uh, I mean, Michigan, they just on all sides of the uh, or all aspects of the game, they just dominated Notre Dame. Uh, and we've seen <clears throat> Jim Harbaugh struggle in these types of games. Michigan has struggled since Harbaugh has been there uh, against top 25 opponents, against top 10 opponents. Uh, but they came out. Uh, I think this really kind of quiets the critics, at least for a week uh, and at least until they play Ohio State. So uh, then moving on, we got number 11, Oregon, uh, uh, number 11, Oregon defeats uh, the Washington State Cougars 37-35. It was a great game, close game. I think one of the best games of the year I've seen, actually, uh, back and forth, uh, huge numbers on both sides uh, on the offensive side. So uh, and then you had number 12, Utah, uh, easy win against Cal uh, against California, 35, uh, nothing to me. This was the hardest game of the week. Number 15, Texas, lost to uh, TCU, 37-27. This is the hardest game of the year, really, for me. I love both those teams. Uh, I love seeing TCU win. I love seeing them beat a a ranked opponent. I just wish it wasn't Texas. Uh, But great win by them. Especially now that Texas has been bumped out of the top 25 from that loss. Yeah, I mean they're they get another win and they'll they'll be fine. I mean they had a everyone forgets they lost four games last year and they still won the Sugar Bowl uh, against Georgia. So uh, I'm not too I'm not too concerned at the moment. Uh, but then uh, number seventeen Minnesota uh, just crushed Maryland fifty two to ten. They stay undefeated. They've got some big matchups coming up against Penn State and some other schools in the Big Ten. Uh, they could really kind of be a playoff buster, honestly. Uh, so definitely keep an eye on them. And then we got uh, Iowa defeats Northwestern 20 to nothing. Uh, Iowa, after losing a couple close games to some high-ranked opponents, uh, they've really kind of come back and and they've reeled off two consecutive wins, not really against great opponents, but they're winning the games. They're still 6-2. and two. They're inside the top 20. Uh, you have Oklahoma State upset number 23, Iowa State, 34-27. Uh, it was a rough week for big 12 teams that are ranked all three ranked big 12 team or, uh, all three ranked big 12 teams that played actually lost this week. Uh, so kind of a rough week for the big 12. Uh, you had Arizona state lost, uh, to UCLA 42, 32, uh, UCLA hasn't won much this year, but when they do, it seems to be against good teams in exciting games. That's what this was again. Um, and then Appalachian State beat South Alabama. Again, South Alabama, not a good team. They're only one in seven. They did compete with Nebraska. I find that very funny. Uh, but anyways, uh, Appalachian State, 7-0 and now, 30-3. Now you got the uh, Appalachian State, SMU, both undefeated, both non-Power 5. Uh, I, I really hope both teams just keep winning, and I hope they win out because it's going to, again, it's going to create some really big questions, honestly. So here's what I'm taking away from this, and and this is obviously Wisconsin's done, but let's let's play this game real quick. We're gonna pretend that we're the college football playoff committee right now, and as of right now, who who's in, who's out. So the top ten goes like this: LSU eight no, Alabama eight no, Ohio State eight no, Clemson eight no, Penn State eight no. So you got the top five. You've got two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams. Uh, then you got Florida, Oregon, Georgia, Utah, Oklahoma. Who's in and who's out on your ballot? I mean, you really just, you got at at this moment, you have to go with the top four. You take two. Uh, you take two SEC and two Big Tens. Uh, would it be two Big Tens? I think it'd be at Penn that State point. You'd, Ohio State. Are they both in the top four? I thought three, they're th- oh in the top four. Sorry, yeah, Clemson. 
Yeah, so I'd go LSU, Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson at the moment, um, just because so far they've been the best teams in the in the country. Uh, obviously, some of them is going to get knocked off. Uh, LSU and Alabama are playing here in a couple of weeks. Someone's going to have to lose. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean they're eliminated from the playoffs, but it definitely hurts their chances, obviously. Um, and and I've been pretty vocal. I I think it, to me, if you're not good enough. Uh, if you're not good enough to win your own conference, you're not good enough to win the national championship. Uh, there's only so many teams that can get in. So if you're not good enough to, to win your conference, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. So I think as soon as one of those teams lose, you know, as soon as one of those big 10 teams lose, as soon as one of those sec teams lose, there should really only be one team from each conference in there, uh, or from four different conferences at least. Um, but at, with with how the playoffs are set up at the moment, obviously, I think it needs to expand to six teams. Eight teams would be great, but six teams I think would work. Um, but when there's only four teams, it should only you shouldn't have two teams from one conference in there, regardless of of where they're ranked at and and things like that. They, you should have four conference champions. Yeah, here's the the thing I see being a problem. You look at the only undefeated Big 12 team in Baylor, they're all, all the way down at number 12 right now. So there's already a 6-2 and two team ranked above them, and they're undefeated. There's no way that the committee is going to put a Baylor in, even if Baylor runs the schedule the rest of the way. I don't think there's any way Baylor gets in over yeah. teams that already have. So Florida, Oregon, Georgia, Utah, Oklahoma, Auburn, they're all above Baylor already. And I think that's, you know, there, there's been talk about eliminating the preseason polls and just waiting until like week four or five to, mm -hmm. to start ranking teams. And, and this is part of the reason why, because Baylor went in so far down, no one was expecting them, but now they're undefeated and they still have games against Texas. They still have games against Oklahoma. I think they, I believe they still have to play uh, TCU. They've already beat Iowa State. Um, and then they would potentially still have the big 12 championship game. So they've still got some big games themselves left to play. If they go undefeated, you know, they're going to have some quality wins on their, their, uh, they're going to have quality wins on their schedule and they're going to have a conference championship. And I, I, I think at that point, again, you, you gotta put them in. Uh, I don't think they would. I think the committee, I mean, they're, you know, honestly, the committee's kind of snobbish and, and they, if, if they could put in a one loss Alabama, over at undefeated Baylor, they're going to do it. I know they will. Um, yeah, absolutely. But Which, and and typically, I'm, I I hate the SEC and I hate the bias that's shown with them. But in this case, it almost would be hard to argue. So look at LSU Alabama right now. Let's just do this. LSU's one, Alabama's two. Let's just say Alabama beats them in two weeks and then goes on and runs the schedule. Both these teams would go on and run the schedule. You're going to have an LSU team whose only loss comes to the number one team. And then you're gonna have an undefeated Baylor team. Do you put the? It's it's hard not to put a one loss team in there when their only loss is against the best team in the nation. It really yeah, is. I mean, it really is hard. Yeah, it it is, and it's and I, everyone that knows me knows I'm not a fan of the SEC, and it's not that I don't like the teams. It's like you said, I I don't like the bias that people show them. Um, I don't like the fact that they can say, well, they've got three losses, but they're three SEC losses, so it doesn't really count. Um, I, I hate that. And so it's not that I hate the schools themselves. It's not that I hate the teams or the players or the coaches. It's that I hate the bias that they get. Um, uh, and, and honestly, I mean, you are bringing up – to me, what, what you're doing is you're bringing up 
a bigger reason on why to uh to expand the playoffs because absolutely uh, no i i if it's only four teams and again like i said lsu they weren't good enough to beat alabama so why are they going to be good enough to beat them in the playoffs or beat a team like in ohio state in the playoffs um or a clemson or someone like that um so i do believe you would put baylor in in that situation i don't think it would happen I think that the committee is going to put LSU in. Let's be realistic, but Baylor to me would deserve to get that spot over, uh, over uh, an LSU because not only would Baylor be undefeated, but they would also have a conference championship. Uh, neither of those LSU would have, or Alabama, or you know potentially Ohio State or someone like that. So, yeah, I'm almost willing to guarantee because when you look at look at Georgia, they've got one loss already, and it's to South Carolina, who's two and four in the conference. And three and five overall, or is it, yeah, South Carolina, right? So you're looking at losing against a, a unranked team that probably isn't even going to make a bowl game, and they're already ahead of Baylor still. So yeah, I mean, another team in the SEC same division that only has one loss to a top five team isn't going to drop below Baylor for certain. There's I mean, no I way would, Georgia passes them, and Georgia's already ahead of Baylor. I mean, I would I would put a large amount of money that that Baylor would be that one team left out. Um, sure. if, if they were in that situation now, I'm not saying that Baylor is going to run the table, but, um, if they do, um, they would be left out. SMU would be left out. Appalachian state would be left out. So you could have three undefeated conference champions left out. Now I'm not saying Appalachian state deserves to be in, but you know, if you go undefeated and you're one of three, four or five teams that go undefeated in the entire country, you know, I don't care what conference you're in. You should at least be in the conversation. So here's um, another hypothetical for you. What if Minnesota wins out? That would I mean think, that they're Big Ten champs and they beat Ohio State, but they're all the way down at 13 right now. Would that be enough for them to jump to the top four? Me? Yeah. Um, but again, because because of the bias that the committee has for the SEC, uh, I I don't know. I don't, I don't think it would happen. You think they get in over Ohio state? That's the hard part. Is that enough to drop Ohio state from three all the way to past 13 right now? I mean, I, I think I, I, maybe not this week, but I think eventually, because if they, if they beat, uh, cause they'd at that point, they'd have to beat Penn state and Ohio state. Cause I believe they play Penn state in a couple weeks. Uh, so they'd have to beat Penn state, Ohio state and win the big 12 or the big 10 championship. And to me that, I mean, you right there, you beat two quality teams and you won your conference championship. But again, Minnesota is not the sexy pick They They don't have that SEC bias. They're not Ohio State. They're not Penn State. They're not LSU. Um, and so I think there would, it would be kind of a, a coin toss if it's if Baylor, if it comes down to to Alabama's undefeated, Clemson's undefeated, Minnesota's undefeated, Baylor's undefeated. But then you have a one loss LSU a one loss Alabama or a one loss uh, Ohio State, a one loss Penn State, and let's throw in a one loss, uh, um, a one loss. Um, uh, oh my God, who was that? I was going to say. Well, here's the crazy part. What are you thinking about that? I think one loss. This is, Sorry, this is my personal opinion. Here is that if you take any of the top five right now and you give them one loss, I feel like they're going to be put in over Baylor. And I think doing, I think that's wrong. But if you got LSU with a one loss, Alabama one loss, Ohio State one loss, Clemson one loss, or Penn State one loss, I think all of them are going to get in over a, an undefeated Baylor, which to me is absolutely crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and Georgia was the other team I was thinking of. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it is. And like I said, part of it, it's because it's ingrained in, in, in our minds and especially in the people that in the committee's minds that, you know, how are you going to have the playoffs without Alabama or how are you going to have the playoffs without an SEC team? Or if there's any, if they leave any wiggle room, maybe we could squeeze two SEC teams. And we've seen it before. Uh, we saw it a couple years ago with Georgia and Alabama. Um, and, and again, if we had eight playoff spots, if we had the five power conferences or the power five conferences, uh, their conference champions, and then you'd left basically three wild card spots, I'd be okay with LSU being in. I'd be okay with Georgia being in. I'd be okay with a one loss Ohio state or a one loss Penn state. Uh, but then that also, again, it leaves room for, you know, for those SMU style teams or the Appalachian states that could potentially go undefeated or central Florida, the last couple of years, uh, it leaves room for those teams to potentially squeeze into the playoffs and give those, those smaller conference, uh, something to, to look forward to, honestly, to say that we have a legit shot to, you know, we want to prove that we're, that we're as good as these, as these power five teams, here's our opportunity. So uh, to me, uh, I think this is going to be a season that creates, enough controversy to get uh or to at least get the the conversation started on expanding the playoffs uh and getting like i said at least six but hopefully eight because you look at this tell me how cool this would be right now if it if it was as it stands now with an 18 playoff you'd have lsu ohio state clemson baylor and what's the other one here Uh, i'm missing one here Oregon. Oregon. So that's the, the five that's in. Then you'd probably have Alabama, Penn State, and Florida. I mean, that's that's a solid playoff. Yeah. yeah. All, the, all, the, all the conference champions are, are in there, and they would be the top seeds in my mind. They'd be the top four seeds or top five seeds. Bottom three seeds would be the at-large ones. So that's a great – that to me is more exciting football and a lot less controversial. Yeah, and and even I mean they could do something like they used to be like they used to for the BCS where it's if you're a non-power five, but you're undefeated and you finish in the top twelve or the top fifteen, then you get a playoff spot. You know, uh, that's how they used to do it with you know squeak. You know, if they were ranked so high and they were the top, you know, the top ranked thing. You know, uh, I think what was it? They had to be ranked so high and be ahead of at least one conference champion or something like that, and then they got a BCS spot. Uh, yeah. if they, yeah, if they did something like that, then awesome. I think that'd be great to, like I said, to get those non-power five teams, at least one spot or at least give them the opportunity for a spot each year. So, yeah. So that's, uh, what we're looking at here almost at the, actually at the mid season mark, we're looking at uh, a really interesting finish to the season. So why don't you go over what you're looking forward to in week 10? Uh, yeah, I mean, just kind of talking about uh, to start us off, talking about some of the undefeated teams we just mentioned. Uh, you have Baylor going against West Virginia uh, again. Uh, Baylor seven and zero, they're ranked number twelve. Uh, West Virginia not having a great year, but they're not an easy win by they're not a gimme win by any mean. Uh, so I mean, again, a, a, a potential upset for Baylor, but hopefully they can pull that off. Uh, and then we have undefeated uh, Appalachian State going against Georgia Southern. Uh, they're seven and zero. Georgia Southern's four and three. Again, uh, I'm hoping to see Appalachian State win. I want to. I want to get the conversation going about the non-power five teams, uh, and then just kind of moving down the list. We have Wake Forest back in the 
uh, Wake Forest back in the uh, top 25. They're number 23, 6-1, going against North Carolina State. Uh, we have uh, number 16, Notre Dame, looking to bounce back against Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech has quietly amassed a 5-2 and two record, so they're actually looking pretty solid. Uh, one of the big games this week, uh, number 8, Georgia, against number 6, Florida. Uh, I, this, again, could have huge playoff potential because someone's about to get a top-10 win. Uh, and someone's about to get their second loss. You get the second loss, I think they're automatically out. Um, but if you get this win right here, and you only have the one loss, and you can, you know, you went out. Obviously, you're giving yourself an opportunity to make the playoffs. Uh, and then we have K State coming off that huge win against Oklahoma. They're number 22 in the country, five and two, going against the uh, Kansas Jayhawks, three and five. Kansas is coming off their first Big 12 win of the season, a last-second field goal win uh, against Texas Tech. Um, again, they're having, you know, a, a solid year by KU standards. It's an interstate rivalry, um, could potentially be an upset. I think K-State wins the game, but case anytime K-State and, and KU play each other, it's a big game, uh, creates a lot of excitement in the Lawrence area. Uh, that's where the game will be played. So, uh, should, should be at least an entertaining game to watch. Uh, and then moving down the list, Clemson playing Wofford. Uh, probably won't be a close game. I expect it to be probably a 50-point game, honestly. Uh, Utah, number nine, playing Washington. Uh, again, I believe if Utah or Oregon loses, if both of them lose, Big 12 or uh, Pac-12 is automatically out of the playoffs. So they're, they won't have anyone better than, tw- than a two-loss team. So they're done. They're out. Uh, so it's a big game, I think, for those teams every week is going to be a big game for those two. Uh, you have Auburn looking to bounce back against Ole Miss. Um, Auburn still, despite having two losses, still number 11, still ahead of Baylor, who's undefeated. So, uh, something to keep an eye on. Uh, number 17, uh, Cincinnati playing East Carolina. Cincinnati six and one. Their only losses to Ohio State. Uh, so again, this is another, uh, you know, this is actually going to set up a big game against SMU because they're both in the American Conference. SMU is undefeated. Uh, they're ranked ahead of Cincinnati right now, uh, but Cincinnati is a top 20 opponent. If SMU can knock them off, it gives them another quality win. They got a quality win against uh, they got a quality win against uh, TCU already this season. So if they can, you know, get another one there, there you go. Uh, and speaking of SMU, they're actually playing number 24 Memphis. Uh, so you're talking about SMU could end up with three quality wins if they can knock off Memphis. Uh, if they go undefeated and they have a win over Cincinnati, they have a win over Memphis, they have a win over TCU. Uh, again, you at least got to be in the conversation. Uh, I know they won't get in. I know it's absurd to even think that they'll get in, but to me, you at least got to factor them in. Uh, and then you have Oregon going against, uh, USC Oregon's number seven right now. They're leading the pack 12 but it's still USC. They still got talent. Uh, they're still a big game for a lot of people, uh, despite having a down year. So it's something to watch out for. Uh, and then, uh, really the last game to watch out for is number 21 Boise State. They're not undefeated anymore, but they're playing San Jose state. Uh, they're looking to stay ahead of the mountain West. Uh, and again, you, you know, I've named all these, these non power five teams that are ranked in the top 25. So, I mean, we're seeing that, there are some quality teams outside of the top 25. So not to consider them for, for some of those big bowl games or not to consider them for even a, a playoff spot uh, is kind of unfortunate because there are some quality teams and we're seeing it. We're seeing more of that year in and year out. So I think one of the things I'm looking 
at this this week, and I absolutely hate seeing this as Clemson going against Wofford. I mean, this is ridiculous to schedule these cupcake games so late in the season. Uh, it, to me, it's I think that if Clemson, even if Clemson wins, which they will, but if Clemson wins and say Penn State wins, I think Clemson falls out of the top four. I mean, this isn't impressive at this point in the season. It's just basically giving yourself another bye week late in the season. Uh, the reason they schedule these um, out of conference plays is supposed to be to get you in gear early in the season and you see teams like them alabama is notorious for doing it too they'll be in week nine or ten or eleven playing some fcs school and it's absolutely ridiculous i hate seeing that i think at this point in the season it's actually going to hurt them more than it's going to help it might help them get healthier because they're going to be able to rest their starters a lot in the game but i to me if a Penn State wins and Clemson loses, I I move Penn State ahead because they're actually playing good teams and Clemson's just playing nobody. So that's the one gripe I've got. I'm really looking forward to that Georgia-Florida game. Um, like you said, to me, it's an elimination game. Uh, the winner has a chance. The loser has no chance. So it's huge. It's a playoff atmosphere right there. So I'm excited about that one. Um, you know, it's – other than that, I, I hate to see Appalachian State too because they're. I I want to see them up there in the top fifteen, but the the competition they play just isn't going to allow it. So I think that when we're talking about getting automatic bids, there's no way that they would get one. But it's still excellent to see them keep winning, and if they could finish the season undefeated, that'd be great. But I just, I mean, they've been at twenty for the last like three weeks, not going up because they've just been beating some smaller teams, but. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see them and SMU. Hopefully SMU can pull it off against Memphis. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what this weekend's got in store. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, I, I mean, I think it's absurd to think that Appalachian state would get in above, you know, an LSU or, or a Penn state or something like that. Uh, the only reason I put that out there is because again, to me, if you're, if you're good enough to go undefeated, doesn't matter what conference you're in, in college football, if you're good enough to go undefeated, uh, you've, you've at least earned the right to be talked about, uh, and, and to be in that conversation, even if it's only for a second, even if it's only to say, Hey, what about Appalachian state? And everyone says, no, um, to me, you've, you've earned that right. Uh, and I, I think Appalachian state has earned that right. They've earned the right to, at this point to, to be in that conversation, um, at least for a big bowl game, because again, they're, they're undefeated, uh, they're undefeated and they've beat some power five teams. Uh, they beat North Carolina. We saw what North Carolina almost did to Clemson. So, um, you know, almost beat Clemson. So, um, but, uh, I mean, they, and, and North Carolina almost beat, uh, Wake Forest. Wake Forest is in the top 25, uh, and Appalachian state was good enough, uh, to beat North Carolina. So again, uh, They've, uh, I mean, they've at least earned the, the, the opportunity to be in the conversation. Same thing with SMU, uh, and same thing with some of these other schools, Cincinnati, Memphis, uh, even though they're not undefeated, they're still in the top 25. So, uh, I mean that, I think it's just something to hopefully to, to get the wheels turning on, on a bigger conversation that needs to be had. Absolutely. And the other elimination game really is Baylor. I mean, if they do lose to West Virginia, their season's they can't. There won't be any way because we're t- we're sitting here talking about if they're undefeated, will they get in? Well, if they have one to an unranked team, they're sure as heck not getting in. So uh, that's another. And this is one of the reasons we say week in week out, college football is great because these games mean so much more. I mean, you saw in the NFL, Chiefs Packers. You know, 
Pat Mahomes is hurt, we're like, okay, we'll take the loss, and it doesn't really hurt the season that much. It's really not a big loss at all. In college football, every single loss means so much that every game is like a playoff game. So uh, if you're if you're wanting to see some of those games, watch the Baylor game. And, and the Big 12, honestly, they need Baylor to keep winning because when Oklahoma actually plays Baylor, uh, if Oklahoma wins, that's going to be a big win late in the season for for Oklahoma. Uh, and that's going to get them right back in the tight, you know, in the playoff pitcher. Um, if Baylor wins, that's a huge win for Baylor. And that 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 puts that legitimate question in everyone's mind. It, you know, maybe Baylor really is good enough to be here. Uh, maybe we really do need to put them in. So, uh, I mean, it, for the Big 12, I think it's huge that that uh, Baylor just keeps winning. Absolutely. All right. So if you like the NFL, look at our NFL review and preview episode. If you like fantasy football, watch that episode. And uh, Mike, why don't you tell them where else they could find us? Uh, yeah, obviously find us on gridironauthority.com. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts, uh, give us a like, give us a follow, or leave us a comment and let us know what you think. All right. We'll see you guys next week.